everyone welcome to today's episode of the walk shoes podcast today we are discussing something very interesting and it's shooting your shot now i know it's the month of love and some of you are thinking about shooting your shot to that person you're interested in but hey how about we shoot our shots in our career right so today i have on the podcast thomas mackinwara Thomas is a professional and also an entertainer. So he wears double art. And we'll be looking at this topic through the lens of Thomas's experience, how to shoot your shot in your career, you know? So maybe if you are able to shoot your shot in your career, you'll be able to afford that date you want to go on next time. You know, the difference between moving from where you're right now to where you want to be might be just taking that chance, right? So let's get right into it. Hi Thomas, it's good to have you right here today. Hi Dami, good evening. I'm glad to finally be doing this with you. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. You're welcome. And I'm sure our listeners are happy to hear you and listen to all that you'll be sharing oh, with us yeah. today. So we're thankful. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> all right. So we're talking about shooting your shot. And the first question, because this is a podcast and one of the things we try to do is, you know, walking in your shoes, right? So we want to know your story. Tell us about that time where you shot your shot, you know? And I, I know that there are times like that, but I wouldn't, you know, mention any specific example. I want you to tell us from your story when you took that opportunity or that chance and went for it. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Dami. I think I have two scenarios of this. One is in the professional space as per work, nine to five, and the other is in the business space. So I'm a strategy and transactions professional with, uh, yeah, with an sure. accounting firm, one of the big four accounting firms. And so um, I was in the audit department. I was in the audit service line. And okay. after a while, I had a desire to to transition into strategy and transactions for several reasons, right? Mostly personal, mostly alignment with um, what's defined me and all of that. And I was gracious enough to have um, a supportive uh, management in terms of the HR and also the people I was working with. They saw reasons with my my vision and my desire and they were gracious enough to to allow me to make that transition. However, there were some, we like call it roadblocks in the sense that had, there were some criteria you had to satisfy before that can be possible, right? And where shooting your shots came mm. in was taking the step, taking the step to say, okay, I'm here and I want to move here. How can you support me? A lot of persons are actually in that situation where they actually want to move, but they are concerned about what would people say what would the management say? What would my manager say? And all of that. And I'm glad I took that bold step. I'm glad I took that bold step. And that was me shooting my shot. Then in business, my my business is somewhat a very, very energy-intensive one, right? I'm a games okay. master. So it's it's mostly you have to be present. You have to be available. And combining with my work isn't the easiest thing. However, I saw that I had passion for this thing. And I saw that I had competence at it. I could do it very well. And I've got several commendations on that. So it was just as my coach, Tolu Michaels, will always say, taking perfect actions. And as my mentor, Jayari Boy, also would say, do it agile. Take an agile approach. Start and then you refine it along the way. 
uh, taking those two things together, I took an imperfect action to start, regardless of how rigorous it was. And I built along the way, and it's been a profitable experience for me. So I think those are my two examples. I hope they qualify for shooting your shot, though. I guess they do. And I like when you say that, you know, take imperfect actions, right? So it doesn't have to be a perfect, it doesn't have to be perfect timing, but, you know, just take that action. You never know where it's going to take you to. Thank you so much, Thomas, for sharing your story, right? So, um, now, based on your story, because now we can say, oh, Thomas has worked in this show. Now we can ask him more questions, right? So my first question is, or second, how do you build and maintain confidence to shoot your shot in a professional context? Now, based off your story as a um, strategy professional, you were an auditor before and now you're a strategy professional. So how do you build that confidence to, you know, shoot your shot? Okay. uh, Building your confidence to make that move and take that step. First is believing in your why. I think that's the most important thing because whatever I had, I was having a conversation with my mentor just today and we're talking along the lines of conviction and he made a resounding statement. Whatever you do with conviction, you will, you will find a level of ease. It might be the toughest thing ever, but you will do with such level of ease and confidence. So the first is find your conviction. Your conviction would always say people feel it. People know it, right? We are, Mm. we are social beings, right? So we rub off one another. Some people know, people will know when you're genuine and when something is heartfelt, right? So the first thing is yeah. know your why. Why do you want to take this step? Why do you want to make this move? Is it because you sense there's more money in this place or you're just tired here? Could it be that, oh, you're just tired of, there's a boss that you don't like working with. What if you get to where you're going to and there's another boss that's even worse, right? Why? Yeah. What is your why? You have to be, mm-hmm. number one, convinced of your why. And about your why must make sense. And once those two things align, I think there's a confidence for it. Interestingly, let me share a quick story. It's a rather sad one, but it's what it is, right? I, I, the, at the time where I, I've been planning to, I've been working on changing my career, my career path for a bit, let's say like a year plus. It wasn't really working out. There were criteria in there to meet and just there were some bottlenecks around it. And there was a time I, a colleague of mine passed. That was in March okay. um, 2023. And that whole situation just, it just, it, it changed my perspective. It was, it was a year younger than I am. And it was mm-hmm. full of life and full of it, career prospects. He had this prospect. Like, if you say who is going to be a partner at our firm in the next few years, he was the one you will point out. And then a tragic incident happened. And that just told me that life is short. Life with for nobody, right? You have to find your fulfillment. Do what you need to do now. And that made me say, look, this is what I want to do. And I'm not making it, doing it because of any flimsy reason. I believe, and one thing my firm believes in is aligning your personal purpose to the purpose of the organization. They are very big on that. And when I was able to, no, I won't call it sell it, but when I was able to clearly state that this is the purpose I see for myself and this is how I believe it aligns with the business and how... I can be more effective at supporting the business. I'm ready to make this move now. And I I really want, like, I want it. And there was this other way. Is that I do it though. I can't just be here anymore where I don't think I'm making my best contribution, right? Yeah. Those things built my confidence, right? I had my conviction. I knew my why. And I was ready to lay it all down for why I wanted to do it. 
And then there was another trigger. Life waits for nobody. You have to live mm, and you have to true. live well. That, that my, my motto, I'm sure you've heard about it before, is live yeah. truly, live fully, and live freely. You have to live a life that you are true to yourself every time. You have to live a life that is full, where you are expanding yourself in a worthy direction. And you have to be free, free of baggages, free of regrets, free of anything holding you down. And go ahead and live that life you see for yourself. Many people might not see it, but you are seen that you have to just be convinced about it. I think that's how you build confidence. You have to be assured of your why and be convinced about it. Confidence will come. Mm. I believe that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you because you can't sell something you don't even believe in. And once you exactly. know why and you have your conviction, then you can sell it. I mean, you can stand before someone and say, this is what I want to do and this is why I want to do it. And we can see it in yep. your eyes. So thank, thank you, Thomas. That was <laughs> really nice way to answer that question, you know. Um, You're welcome. Thank so, you. All right. Um, the next question here is, how important is preparation and readiness? You know, so you see an opportunity, you want to jump for it, but are you ready for that opportunity, right? So that's why I'm asking, how important is you being prepared and ready when it comes to pursuing that thing you're interested in? Okay, uh, interesting question. There's a quote, I think I forgot to say, I think it was Zig Ziglar or so, that says, when preparation meets opportunity, success is inevitable. It's a very yeah, important true. quote, and it's like saying, Failure to plan is planning to fail kind of thing. Such that, for instance, let me just, I think I, I work with examples better. When I was, in, when I intended to move and change um, units, it wasn't working out as I desired for like a period of a year or so. But during that period, I was helping myself to materials. I actually reached out to people within the firm, both within the country. My, I work with a global firm, a multinational, right? So there are people outside Nigeria that are doing similar things I do. I reached out to them. If I want to be the career in this, what are the steps to take? I reached out to people within the firm. I reached out to people on LinkedIn. I took one or two courses just to be, fa be familiar with what I want to get myself into and know if, okay. if it's really actually what I want. And when I started it, of course, there's a learning curve. However, being aware of what the things would be would help ease your process. So it's highly yeah, important sure. because you can almost never take advantage of those opportunities if you're not prepared. For instance, in business also, before I started my, what I do as a business, I've had several platforms, opportunities where I've coordinated games before virtually and physically. My friends are having a hangout. Mm, I just yeah. go. Interestingly, how I started, I was at a friend's birthday, a um, friend's son's birthday, one-year-old birthday, and people were gathered together. And I thought to myself, what are we going to be doing? I was just going to sit down here. I asked the lady and she was like, nothing, you know. And I started coordinating something. And this was long before I got paid my first payment or anything. But okay. having those platforms, having those little, little opportunities to serve my friends, to serve people here and there, I was building com competence such that when it was time for a client to trust me with, let's say, 300,000 naira to deliver a result, I had confidence and enough ground. It's like David saying, I've killed the lion and I've killed the bear so I can yeah. take on the lions. That is exactly the scenario. I had killed the lion, I had killed the bear in the little, little ones I was doing. And it has unconsciously I've built a system to engage people and to do this thing well. And when it was time to handle the big clients and the multi work with multinationals and work with large crowds, I was able to do more effectively because I had had seasons of preparation. I have had times of preparation. That's helping me both in career and in business. So 
You can never underestimate the power of preparation. Never. It's very important. Thank you, Thomas. I think that's very important to our listeners because you might think, yeah, there's an opportunity. You can't just jump at it if you're not prepared because if you miss that opportunity, you don't know when you're going to get it again, right? So, However, if I may chip this in, sorry to question. Okay, go ahead, please. If I may chip this in, however, there needs to be a balance. You can almost never be fully prepared for anything. or Like, life throws Mm. a lot at you. So, don't in the midst of trying working to be prepared for what you need to do, you also wouldn't want to get into the loop of, am I prepared enough? Am I prepared enough? You have to take action no matter what. Sometimes, no matter how seemingly unprepared oh, you yeah. are, preparing to do what you need to do. Preparation also speaks to the mental preparation. Most of the time, when I'm going for an event as a uh, games master, having to work with either a large crowd of or a large crowd or different personalities, basically, I'm actually always nervous. I'm always, always nervous. I think everyone that is close to me knows this about me. Anytime I have to go for any event whatsoever, I'm I'm literally shaking. Like I literally shake sometimes. Sometimes I feel lightheaded, like the nervousness comes. However, I know that I've done this several times. I know I've done this before, right? But Thank God for the... Now, that's where preparation comes in. Because it's inbuilt and I've been drilled. I've drilled this thing into me. Once I pick up the microphone and I step into the, um, step into the center stage, all the nervousness flies away and I'm in my zone and I go all, all out. So that might not be the case. I could have been overwhelmed by the nervousness I feel ahead of time because it's a new audience. There are people I've not met before and a lot of factors. But because... I've taken that time to plan. I know what I want to do. Beyond that, I've taken the mental preparation. Like, no matter what comes, there's no stage I can stand on that my knees will buckle. There's no stage whatsoever. Give me any platform. Ask me to host the president of the United States of America. Ask me to host the president of Nigeria. Ask me to host anybody, maybe the, the, the king of England. Ask me to host anybody, whatever room I step in. I'm confident in my stuff because I've done it. There's both experience and there's both knowledge. I know what I want to do. I've had a lot of experiences to do what I want to do. So I'm quite confident I'm going to deliver. And that helps me stay on top of my game. So you can never underestimate the power of preparation. So I think that's a very important one. And we see it actually, not just my example, but we see it all over. The story of David I shared earlier, it's, for instance, another example, Joseph. Joseph was in prison and he had interpreted, he had interpreted his own dream. He had interpreted a dream for the for the butler and for the um cupbearer of the king. And when it was time for him to interpret the dream for the for Pharaoh himself, he wasn't nervous. He knew he could do this because he had done it before and he knew that the same gifts and the same abilities that were present for him to be able to do that. He was able to do it in another another situation of a larger scale and with greater implication, but he was able to deliver. I believe that it's because he has always done this. He has been prepared through life experiences. Sometimes experience, preparation doesn't come directly. Like it could not be because, because I've been doing this for years, hence I'm prepared for it. Preparation could be that because of the nature of experiences I've had in life, because of the nature of experiences I've had in life, I have, I've built the rigor. I've built the mental capacity. 
have built the, 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 the propensity to get something done. Hence, when the opportunity comes, I take it. So sometimes preparation is not in the line of what you do directly. Preparation could be as a result of things that you've done or has happened to you that has equipped you with the life skills and the necessary cap, um, capabilities and competencies to deliver on certain tasks. So it's all encompassing, actually. It's all encompassing. So Right. So we're talking about preparation and readiness. Now, thank you for establishing how important that is and for drawing the balance too, you know, because that's also very important. Now, the next thing is, after, you know, you've built confidence. So on attacks, is timing a factor when it comes to shooting your shot, you know, picking the right time and are there ways to recognize the right moments to take an opportunity? Uh, oh, thank you for this. Yes, there are. Timing is important. Timing is, timing is as important as anything, right? Let me give an example in the workspace. If you're new on a job, and you have a supervisor and you guys need mm. to get work done asap when the supervisor says so let's say there's a, there's a lot of pressure and work needs to go out fast and everything there are two people exhibit a um hey thomas get this done uh okay you know what you need to do but then thomas goes um why do we need to do why are we doing it this way now the next thing is the manager will say just get it done now i need this thing out now just do it Right. But now yeah, they tell true. Bernard, Bernard, get this done. And Bernard says, all right, sir. And goes, pa, 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 does it. And then when work dies down, Bernard goes and says, hi, can I have a conversation with you? I recognize that when we were doing this, you said this, this, and this. What, please, can you explain why we did that way? Oh, yeah, that's true. This is enough. Now, this, this, the scenario here is, is not a perfect description, but what I just explained is that Bernard had a better sense of timing understanding that at that point was not the best time to ask why it's important to know why yeah but then that wasn't the best time to ask why right but thomas on the other hand didn't understand the the, the effect of timing it was a good question it was the right question you should know why you're doing things you need to do but sometimes you need to read the room right and that's where mm, in the scope yeah. of preparation in the scope of in the scope of preparation in the scope of conviction and every other thing you need to be able to read the room to where to chip things in. There are meetings where you shouldn't speak out. You just listen. And there are times where opportunity will come for you to speak. For instance, I was, I was at a strategy session recently. And normally, I, am not, I was not on the, pan, the list of facilitators of, of any session. I was to help at the background. But then my manager was, I'd been doing this for a while. And she was just she was sitting down. And it was the next session. So I just picked up the mic and I said, okay, are we done? Um, let me collect the answers. And she was like, okay, no, I'll take it off from here. That was an exceptional opportunity, right? Yeah. And it was just in taking initiative, reading the room. True. So timing is important. However, still, you shouldn't also be bogged down with the syndrome of waiting for the perfect time. There, I don't know if it's mm -hmm. a thing, but there's, there should be something called the perfect time syndrome where you are waiting for the perfect time. Sometimes there is really no perfect time. Sometimes True. you make do with what you get. So, so as much as you are effective at reading the room and knowing when to make, take some certain steps, sometimes the steps mm -hmm. just jump at you and you know that this is the right time. Sometimes the result of calculative step. Another thing is ask. There's nothing bad with asking. 
excuse me, is this a good time? Like, if yeah. you if your if shooting your shot involves ask talking to a person, excuse me, is this a good time? Do you think this is a good time for me to do this? I want to ask you about this. Is this a good time? When is a good time? The person will tell you, oh, schedule a meeting with me by 4.30. Your time, you have your time right there. So there are times yeah. when you can ask. You can actually ask. There are other times where you read the room. There are other times where you take the step. Let what will come, will come, should come. But you, for instance, Esther, Esther going to meet the king was not a perfect time. She could have been True. killed, but she needed to take a step. However, there were some other persons who knew when to speak and when to do what they needed to do. There were others that asked, is this the right time? Can I, when you, and it is a, it's a show of respect and it's a show of your person when you can walk up to a person and ask. So Dami, I'd like to have a conversation with you around this. Is this a good time? Or for instance, at the office, come on, Curtis. If you want to reach out to someone and you have the team's, um, the team's platform, it's more is wiser. I don't know how this relates, but I think it's wiser for you to send a message first before just doing a call, right? Rather than oh, just put a call through, send a message. If it's someone you don't speak too often, or someone you've never spoken with before, send a message first, and then they give you a time. That gives you access. So I think timing is important. However, don't be bogged down with looking for a perfect time. Sometimes there's no perfect time to do what you need to do. I hope yeah. you get the juice in all the things. <laughs> yes, yes. There's never a perfect time, but of course, you can be um, emotionally intelligent to read the room and say, okay, this is a good time. Or you can always ask when. Communication is key, of course. Like I think that's also yep. very important, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we have everyone ready and they're like, mm, on one day next week, I'm going to shoot my shots. Oh, well, I don't know when this will be airing, but um, so I want to ask in situations where we now put ourselves out there for that role, right? Or that business idea, we get we could get rejected. So how do you handle rejections? Because I'm sure you've come across rejection at some point in your career or even in business. Okay, how to handle rejection. I think the first, uh, so interesting, when you were away for a bit, I was actually talking about this just to keep oh, myself okay. in the talking mood. The first thing about rejection is expect it. Not in the pessimistic sense of things, of preparing for the worst, but expect it in the sense that you need to understand that you cannot have an entitlement mentality. No matter how much mm -hmm. you believe in your, your vision, not everyone will believe in it. So, and I think the best way to deal with rejection is to understand that you also throw rejection at people. You have told people <laughs> no before. Why did you, what was the, think of a time where you said no to someone. What was your reason? It was genuine to you. It was legit to you. Then why don't you give everybody an opportunity to have their own reason for saying no to you? So that's why there's something called a sales funnel. In a sales funnel, it says that to get only five people can fit into the little space, right? Uh, but yeah. to get five people, if your conversion rate is 5%, that means for you to get five people, you need to reach out to 100 people. If your yeah. conversion rate is 50%, for you to get 10 people, 
for it to get five people, it means you need to reach out to 10 people. So you need to understand that people will always have a reason to say no. And sometimes it could simply be if it's a service, they cannot afford you right now. So they are turning it down. Sometimes it could be that they are not ready for you. For instance, you send your, your CV to a company and they turn you down. You are very qualified. You know it. And they turn you down. Sometimes it's because you are too qualified for them. They, they believe when they come into the negotiation table with you, you will call a price they can't afford. So let's just turn you yeah. down straight away. So, so you need to understand that sometimes people will not believe in you. For instance, I'll give you a very personal example. I have a friend. He's one of my closest friends. And there's almost no major decision I take without running through him because he's a very smart guy. He's, a very, he's very business savvy and he's level-headed, right? So, but interestingly, the, my business now is like my, one of my most cherished things. He didn't believe in it. He didn't see the prospects in it. <laughs> he, didn't, he just didn't see the prospects in it. And today, he's proud of me and we're still best of friends. <laughs> I didn't be like, I didn't go like, uh, I think like, you didn't believe in me, I canceled. No, he had his reasons. Yeah. He had why he didn't, he, like he had the, the thoughts. Even I didn't know the extent to which my business would grow to. But I knew I wanted to do this. I wasn't seeing a gigantic pro projection out there somewhere. I didn't know I could make so much or this amount of money from this or get these platforms from this. But I knew I wanted to do this. I was convinced about it. But one of my closest friends didn't think he was viable. But now he's still my biggest fan. So you see, it could be... Don't think people saying no to you is people... um throwing you away or telling you you are not worth anything. No, it can be people saying different things. There are many reasons people say no. So no, expect it and improve with it. Let it be your stepping stone. Let it be the value of preparation for you. If someone tells you no today that you're not good enough, it has given you a feedback. There's a popular story about Thomas Edison. They said that before he made the, the um, candescent yeah, light bulb, of, light bulb he tried 999 times. And when they asked him, how did you feel about failing 999 times? He said he didn't feel 999 times. He only found out 999 ways a thing will not work. That's the body of mm -hmm. knowledge. Your failure in quotes or your rejection is a story for some, is a learning point for someone. So for instance, you failed an exam and you realize that this might not be someone saying no to you, but Let's go to the context of business. If, so, if a client says no to you, again, ask, oh, thank you for your response. I appreciate you taking out time to review my proposal or my CV, and I, I can understand for whatever reason. However, could you kindly share with me the reason why you are turning this down? And then you, it, it should be mind-blowing to you to, when people say, oh, you are very qualified. However, there's a particular certification we're looking out for that you didn't have. Oh, you're actually very qualified. However, someone had this edge over you. You will get feedback. So oh, ask for sure. feedback. You being proactive to ask for feedback would make you know that it's part of the learning process. So you can write a book tomorrow. Or you, like, for instance, my mentor, let me talk about my mentor for a, for a bit. He's a PMP coach. And he has trained over 20 people that have passed. I think last year they had, his business had 100% pass um, success rates. Everyone he trained in PMP passed. But guess what? His first PMP exam, he failed. And because he failed, he said, 
I failed this thing. He went to study for it. And when he passed it, he was like, I passed it. In. I can help anybody that wants to PMP pass PMP. And because he had a failure story, sure. he knew he knew the pain points that that didn't allow him to pass. He could help others. So someone telling you no, you will learn what people's preferences are. Right? You will learn what people are looking out for. Oh, I've turned my CV to a lot of places. It could be two things. It could be your CV is not well written. It could be that um it could be CV. It could be that the interview process, there was something you are missing out. So prepare more. It gives you learning points that would help you and be beneficial to you. And going, going by scriptures, the scriptures tells us that we are strengthened to strengthen others. We are comforted to comfort others. Yeah. It could be that because you have gone through a rejection, you have the, and you're able to handle it well, you have the mental fortitude and the experience to help others that are going through this. And I can tell you, I've been rejected at business before. I've been rejected about a lot of things before. Now I can tell you, rejection is no big deal. We might not be able to see past the scope of that rejection right now. But coming from someone that, if I share my personal experiences, you, you, you feel like, oh, this person knows what it means to be in deep shit, right? So <laughs> I can, so if I tell you I can help you out of deep shit, you will know that I came out of this thing sure. myself, so I can help you out of it. So I think you can take it as a learning point. It can become a strength for you, for you to help many others. It can become a learning point for you. And at the end of the day, don't give up. You have to keep going. And not just keep going doing the same thing you're doing. Keep going, tweaking, and making things even much better along the way. So better. one of the best ways to deal with rejection is expect it. It's part of it. happens. The best of us get rejected. So yeah. think about it. I mean, almost everyone gets rejected. And I think... And, and you, and you have rejected them. people. You have rejected people before. Yes, right. <laughs> you have rejected people yes, before. Yes, I mean... So, so think about it that way. put others in your shoe too. <laughs> I think that's a good way to look I at mean. it. If you know you have rejected people before, right? So you also know that people can say no to you. I mean, no entitlement. Simple. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. That was so insightful. Right. You're welcome. Okay, so how do you balance being ambitious in your career while also staying realistic about your goals? You know, this is like you want something. This is you set your goals and you said, okay, this is what I want to achieve. But then you know that there's also a point of being realistic. Am I there yet? Should I push you now? So how do you balance it when you're ambitious? This is what I want to achieve. This is where I want to go. But um, okay, I have to also be realistic about these things. Maybe it's not time yet. Maybe I need to write a certification and all that. Okay, so I personally, I used to think, am I, am I an ambitious person? Uh, I will use my business as an example. When I started, there wasn't really much anyone knew about my kind of service, right? Being a games master. Mm -hmm. So, I didn't have a projection of how big it we could get. There was there were not many people I, I knew. Now I know there are many people that are doing this on a global scale. Now I know. But when I started, I didn't I wasn't aware of it. It was just something I had a passion for, right? And my my intention was to keep growing at it, to keep taking it to where I could go to. Was I realistic? Yes, I was realistic. However, my realistic sense was limited i was realistic to say let me end this amount by this time my first gig or the first event i got 
I was paid 5,000 naira and I was the happiest man alive. <laughs> I could be realistic to say that, let me set my goal. I can earn 20K. I can, but then over the years, I grew in the value. I saw the benefits. I could place real value to what I was doing. And I could see that the value of my service goes beyond now that I'm offering the service. So I'm able to say, I'm able to project more that, oh, and then being exposed to others, I can now say it is possible. So I think uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the people in my life. So I'll talk about my mentor again. When we're in university, my mentor used to do this thing. Every day, you read a biography. I couldn't keep up oh. with it. I tried it. But every single day, you read a biography. So see, reading about people, people that have done things, it might not be in your field, might be in another field, but reading about people that have done things gives you an idea of possibilities, helps you shape your realistic thinking. Your realistic thinking can be very limited. What you consider ambitious can be a something that someone had done so cheaply somewhere. Do you understand? So yeah. being ambitious is, is, is within a context, right? For instance, when the Wright brothers wanted to make a plane, they were ambitious mm, because yeah, it had not been done, right? No one had done it in the way they wanted to do it, right? They were being ambitious, in quotes, but they saw a possibility, right? Now, when the person that wanted to improve on the, on the design of the aeroplane, he didn't need to be ambitious, in quotes. He saw that these people have done it. How can I improve on it? That was realistic. So what I'm trying to say is that sometimes when we say ambitious, we need to know the context. Sometimes what we think is ambitious is actually a very large possibility if you knew the way around it. Just So where you need to be realistic is what do you have now and what can what you have get you? Interestingly still, you might, you might not know the extent. For instance... The same me that was able to earn 5,000 Naira is the same me that has earned 3,000 Naira with the same thing I was doing. I'm sorry, I said 300,000, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I, I earned 5,000 5, from doing what I do. And then for the same thing, I won't call it the same thing, right? Because I've grown along the years, right? And there's more experience, more expertise, more finesse around what I do. And now yeah. I, I, I've been paid 300,000 for, for same thing. What happened? My, and so it's the same thing in my hand. I just didn't see what this thing could get me. If, if I had said earlier that I want to be able to enter 300,000, someone would have called me ambitious. Someone would have said, be realistic. Mm. But now if I want to say, I want to so now. I've gone from any 5,000 to any 300,000, right? If I want to say, yeah. I want to earn 5 million. If I, if I now say, I want to be able to earn 5 million from this. I've done a, almost a 100%, if not a 1,000% growth before. That means a geometric growth is possible. That means it's realistic for me to design a system that can help me eat some level of target. So where realistic comes is, expanding your horizon, exposing yourself. 
Okay, so if I say I want to from three hundred thousand, I want to go to five million. Now get this, I'm thinking in naira. What if, what if I mean my business gets exposed to an international audience that is able to pay in foreign currency? Now you see that that five million will become very, very, very limited. Like I'll be like, can you? Was I joking when I said this target? <laughs> I can do ten million. Do you get? So exposure, learning. Will give you a better idea of ambitious, possible, and realistic, and I think that's what you should go for. When you think, if you're thinking you are too ambitious, read stories. Then you find out that people have done some marvelous things with almost little than what you have right now. If you're thinking, let me be realistic. Ask yourself, what exactly is being realistic, right, within your context? Because you actually never know sometimes what what you have can get you until you start so start with where you are start with what you have but don't be limited to the reality around you in quotes you might just be in a bigger world but you just don't see it because you are limited by the scope of your own reality i hope i'm able to answer this that question mm. but there's a balance to ambitious yeah <laughs> yes i i appreciate the way you answered it i think that in summary for me i would say like you said um what you have in your hand walk in walk with what you have in your hand but also have a vision like you're putting ahead of you and say this is what i want to achieve after you have of course researched like you said be exposed so you're exposed you can see that oh what people are doing this i could have this vision i could set this goal and then while you work with what you have in your hands you can work towards that goal or that vision that you've already created for yourself i think so all right yep 100 percent um thank you so um I think we are rounding up now and thank you so much. It's been an insightful conversation, okay. Thomas. Um, so lastly, because Same it's here. work shoes and we know that there's someone who, has, who is currently in these shoes. What advice would you like to give to someone who is currently thinking about taking a risk professionally or even business-wise? Uh, what would I tell that person? Risk. First of all, also, risk is relative. Risk is relative. Mm. What you consider a risk might not be as intense as you think it is. So if you're taking what something, if you want to make a move that you consider a risky move, then get all the counsel you can get. Right? Get all the counsel you can get. It's the honor still lies on you to make your decision, but get all the counsel you can get. Speak with people, bounce off ideas on people. This is what I want to do. For instance, there's an idea of quitting your job. And if you want to quit your job, a reasonable person will tell you, do you have something else you're going to be doing? Right? <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're doing a business by the side and then you want to quit your job to focus on that business. Now, the salary your work is giving you, will your business be able to bring that regular that you're able to pay your rent and um, sustain your living, your lifestyle and your living expenses. That's what anyone will tell you. However, we have seen situations where people actually took those drastic actions and it turned out well for them. Same way we have seen people that would take drastic actions and it did not turn out well. So, look, consider as many perspectives as you can. Get as much counsel as you can. Find and understand your why as much as you can. Develop systems. So, when after you take that decision, what's the possible next step for you? Try and chart a course for yourself. You might not see one or you might not see so far ahead, but get a mental picture of what you want to do next. 
get a mental picture of what are the possibilities for you. Find your why. Why are you taking that decision? What benefit does it have for you? And there's another consideration. There's a place of your decisions impacting you and you alone. There's a situation where maybe you have a family already. You can't just maybe because you're a guy and you're the man of the house, they have to follow your lead. No, you have to consider the stakeholders in your decision. How will whatever decision you make to impact someone around you, how will your decision mm, yeah. impact other people? So it's not just a risk for you, it's a risk for others also. How can you help them understand your perspective? And when would you need to take a a, a recourse and recorrect your analysis, right? So when taking a course, consider as many perspectives as you can, get as much counsel as you can, find your why and be clear on your why and your conviction and get as many, get a map out, like map out at least a next step. What is the next thing? You can say you want to, you're praying about, you're working towards, you're thinking about it, but make sure you have something, right? Or you are in the process of developing something and if you consider it a risk, I believe with those, you'll be able to mitigate against whatever um, consequences you might otherwise experience if you fail. So I think those are things you can consider. But don't forget, take an imperfect action. Nevertheless, sometimes yeah. you need to you need to take that jump. But, other, but most times, you need to be very, very cautious and be careful about the consequences of your decisions. Yeah. Thanks, Thomas. So Thomas answered that like a strategic analyst because he gave you all of the right <laughs> strategies to take all the perspectives so i don't know if you're listening and you're in these shows i hope that that has been insightful and you know uh, must put the right perspective on how to go about that decision so most importantly with everything thomas has said you need to know that shooting your shot requires courage taking initiative and willingness to take a risk like you said it's going to affect you there's going to be a consequence and maybe not a consequence you know not yeah. a bad one but for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction so you should know that yep. um and also shooting your shot could be the difference between where you are now and where you want to be so this concludes another episode of the workshops podcast and we hope you found value in the insights and ideas that thomas has shared today with us we encourage you to visit our website work shoes on transito fm and well you can just listen to and you can connect with us on instagram so i want to say thank you to thomas for a thought-provoking discussion today thomas thank you so much really you have um you know shed light from your personal experience and you have told our listeners how to go about things of course we can't force people but you know you have shared your own experience and i hope it's helpful to somebody who is listening and they can also walk in those shoes better so if you have any feedback for me so uh, <laughs> thank you thomas You're um, all my guests please feel free to reach out thank you and that is the end of today's podcast until the next time keep wearing those shoes confidently trust me you've got this and you can do this better than you think this is dami and i'm signing off and thomas anything you want to say before we end this oh uh, thank Hi. you very much dami for the privilege <laughs> and i hope this was able to help someone 
right. feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Thomas Makima on LinkedIn and T-Max Ooh, against Monster on Instagram. look at that. <laughs> Thomas is sharing, so. All right, all right. Thank you, Thomas. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Uh